0: Welcome to Tell Tales, Dakota Folklife and Stories, a collection of narratives, personal experiences, and the history of the North Dakota Plains. In this episode, we speak with Joseph Ellis, the Pulitzer Prize-winning American historian and author. He joins us today to speak about the Louisiana Purchase, congressional opposition to it, President Thomas Jefferson's concerns about its constitutionality and how, without it, North Dakota might have ended up a part of Canada.
1: Most everybody who knows any history knows that there was this great event called the Louisiana Purchase. One of the greatest land deals makes the purchase of Manhattan look like child's play. The Louisiana Purchase allows the United States to claim all the land between the Mississippi and the Rockies. This is one of the most fertile lands on the planet with water systems, et cetera, et cetera. The driving force behind this is the president at the time, Thomas Jefferson, who sends his representative to Paris to negotiate with the French and eventually with Napoleon himself about, originally, they only think they're, going to, they're, they're interested in purchasing New Orleans reach, New Orleans. But once they get there, Napoleon changes his mind and says, he's going to sell everything. He's not going to have any kind of French influence in North America. He's got to focus on defeating the British and in Europe and, in uh, Egypt. And so they, all of a sudden they have the opportunity to make this, this purchase that they didn't know they were going to make and it happens. And even prior to its formal negotiation, Jefferson decides to send an expedition into this new area to find out what's there. And this will become known as the Lewis and Clark expedition. He gets permission from Congress saying that it's literary pursuits. It's like they're gathering information, but it's illegal because at the time that they do, we haven't even purchased this land, not only that, but he doesn't want them just to go to the Rockies. He wants them to go all the way to the Pacific. The underlying assumption is that they will discover the water route across the North American continent. The Lord, he thought, would never create a continent without providing a way in which people can get across. I know that sounds naive, but that was a widely shared view. Also, they didn't know what's out there. Remember, this is a pre-Darwinian time. They thought there might be monsters and um, dinosaurs. And so the, the level of ignorance about what existed, and, and that includes what kind of Native American presence was out there, uh, is profound. When it's negotiated, it's not clear what the borders are. Jefferson actually has the fullest set of maps of any person in the United States, including people in the, you know, in official positions. And he redraws the map to make sure we get all of Texas, all of Florida and all the way to the Pacific and of course, North and South Dakota. And the level of ignorance at the time, in terms of what that land would look like what the native population was, was profound. And it seems one of the things that, that at least in my reading of the Lewis and Clark expedition, the initial interaction between Lewis and Clark and the native Americans, the native Americans thought that these people were inferior or that they couldn't even, you know, they didn't know where they were going. They needed help. They needed food. They needed guidance. The Native American population at that stage had no sense that the, this was an advanced party for what was going to become a, an invasion from the, from the east of their land. The other thing that is of course, the weapons of mass destruction in the 18th century and early 19th century are, were not muskets and cannon. They were viruses and they carried those viruses with them. And the fatality rate among Native American populations in the dakotas and other states west of the mississippi was roughly 90 percent at that time and so without knowing what they were doing they didn't do this on purpose they were carrying death into the native american presence in those particular regions but
0: president jefferson had doubts he knew this was beyond his constitutional
1: authority from jefferson's own point of view the kind of negotiation he made with the French was illegal. It was unconstitutional. And he acknowledged that, And he said, I understand what I'm doing violates the constitution as I understand it, but that I believe the opportunity to enlarge the United States is so, so real and so attractive that we have to do it. We, and subsequent generations would blame me if I failed to act on this. The Federalists, mostly New Englanders, opposed the treaty in Congress, seen as an expansion to the West that would undermine the, some of the political power of New England. But it was controversial in the East, and Jefferson himself later said he regretted it. Jefferson may have had his
0: regrets, but Lewis and Clark completed their expedition and the Louisiana Purchase was made. We asked Professor Ellis... What would have happened had the Louisiana purchase not
1: been completed? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Would there be North Dakota now, if he hadn't done it, hmm. I think that, that the fear at the time was that Spanish influence would, would establish it there, there. That was not going to last long. Spain was a dying empire. British influence would have come in down from Canada. That's possible. Then the Dakotas could be part of Canada now. That's that's not totally unrealistic. On the other hand, I think even if the Louisiana Purchase had failed, there was an inexorable character of migration by the white American population at the time that I think would have proven decisive and would still have North Dakota.
0: Finally, we asked, How important was the Louisiana Purchase in the scope of American history?
1: I think that the Louisiana Purchase ranks at or near the top as the most consequential decision about American domestic policy ever made. And there are a lot of other historians who agree with that because it essentially means that we're going to occupy the continent. And that was not at all clear, certainly in in their in the 18th century, even during the Revolution. It, did, and it means that America's destiny is manifest. That's a huge thing.
0: Produced in partnership with Dakota Legacy, this project is supported in part by a grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the North Dakota State Legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts.